Welcome to the Extraordinary Women Podcast, where we are all about supporting women over 40 to create and live a fabulous next chapter. You are in a unique generation of women, unlike any before you, with opportunities and longevity that means it's time to intentionally design your fabulous next chapter rather than just live it. That is what the Extraordinary Women magazine and podcast are all about. Let's get started. Welcome, everyone, to the Extraordinary Women podcast. I'm Sherry Harmel, Editor-in-Chief of the Extraordinary Women magazine, as well as your host for this podcast. Well, today we are going to talk about relationships, specifically friendships, and why they are so important to our health, our happiness, and truly our overall well-being. We are also going to talk about the different types of friendships and why you sometimes have to move on and leave a friendship behind so that you can make space for new friends. So let's get started. Let's begin by agreeing that having friends is important. We all get that. And research shows that friendships are as important, believe it or not, as diet and exercise on our health. Studies show that good quality friendships will lower blood pressure, our BMI, and even lower inflammation. And that benefit actually exists across all age groups. The only caveat is that this health benefit applies only to emotionally healthy friendships. The other kind, that toxic friend, actually harms your health. And that makes me think of John Rowan's powerful quote, that you are the average of the five people that you spend the most time with. So incredibly applicable in this conversation. Well, Harvard conducted, has conducted there, it's ongoing, a longitudinal study of human development over 75 years, which is truly forever in research time. The results of that study strongly reinforce this value of friendships on our happiness, which in turn affects our health. Check out the TEDx talk with Robert, I'm going to try to say his name correctly, Waldinger, who's a psychiatrist and Harvard professor and is actually the one that has been leading this study. The information on that TEDx talk is down in the show notes, and it's certainly something to take a look at. But Dr. Waldinger so clearly points out in that TEDx talk that the study has found that what we think makes us happy What we think will significantly contribute to our lives, such as money and achievement, often plays a much reduced role in whether or not we have good friendships and experience happiness. Because your health and happiness will trump everything else on your journey to make your dreams happen, you'll only create an amazing next chapter when you are happy and healthy. Everything, therefore, really points to the value of your friendships. Let's dive in to that concept. Let's start with the fact that 
not all friendships are the same. The widely successful motivational speaker, Mel Robbins, states that she feels there are three types of friendships. She calls them friends for a reason, friends for a season, and friends for a lifetime. So let's talk about each one of those. Now, friends for a reason are those work colleagues, maybe parents of your children's friends when they're young, you know, those soccer parents that you see at all of the games and practices. It might also be friends that you made, say, in a tour group or a specific project that you worked on. Once the reason no longer exists, whatever it was that brought you together, these friendships fade away because what you had in common no longer exists. You know, you change jobs, your kids change schools, or they grew up or they quit playing that sport. The fundraiser you worked on is over. And these friends, and we'll call them friends for a reason, are not deep friendships. And consequently, you don't invest much in these friendships. Most of the time, you both recognize that the friendship is short-term and situational. Let's next talk about your friends for life. These are the good friends that you can call anytime and share a deep chat. You can talk, though, about surface things or deep things because there is an element of trust and therefore a willingness for you to both be vulnerable in these kinds of friendships. These might be the friends or a friend that you've known for decades. And maybe you've supported each other through your many ups and downs in life. Most people, if you're lucky, have only one or two of these kinds of friends. I am blessed to have a couple of these friends. Now, the last category of friendships are what Mel Robbins calls the friends for a season. These friends, stay with me here, these friends come into our lives for a time that is, as the name implies, a season of our life. It might be when you move to a new neighborhood, have your first baby, start your professional career. These are seasons of life, right? And these friendships usually happen with people who are in a similar season. Now, you might also be entering a new season when you experience a change in your life. Maybe it's a divorce or the passing of your partner. Suddenly, you're in a new season, whether you want it to be or not. Many women share with me that when they got divorced, the couple friendships they had while married seemed to just fade away. And the same for those whose partners actually died. A new season for you often unconsciously creates discomfort for people who knew you in a different season. That is one of the reasons why friends for a season are sometimes the most confusing for us. These are friendships that were created when people have commonalities, similar life experiences or emotions that last over a period of time. And those periods of time or those seasons can actually be rather lengthy. Then when you enter a new season or the other person enters into a new season, subconsciously, different conversations are desired. Conversations with different people are happening this is what can cause the confusing change in the friendship because 
friends for a season can be incredibly close. These are relationships, friendships where you often share quite a bit. It could go actually quite deep. Therefore, they can cause the most problems when they end because when that other person or me, you know, if you're doing it both at the same time, there's usually not that much of a problem. But when one person decides to move on because they're ready for a change, in essence, they're entering a new season, the other person can be left wondering what the heck happened. Now, you might be wondering, what does this have to do with the Extraordinary Women podcast, where we were all about women creating our fabulous next chapters? Well, next chapters, next seasons, whatever you want to call it, when these friends for a season end with no obvious reason, we can want to hang on. We can be in hot pursuit to try to understand exactly what happened. And that desire to resolve what happened in the friendship can get in the way of you moving on, you moving forward, you letting go, and making your plans and dreams for that next chapter. This happened to me, and that's why I'm sharing this, until I finally realized and accepted that I would never know what the issue was. I will not find out why this friend felt the need to move on. But I got stuck. I got stuck chasing and asking those around me, you know, what happened? I don't get it. And once I figured out that we had been friends for a season and that the season had shifted, I could move forward and accept that I didn't need to know the why. Now, friendships are relationships. And as we all know, relationships can be messy, confusing, fun, exciting, hilarious, challenging, and soul-expanding. So why does it matter if you don't know why a friendship for a season ended? Well, logically, we all know it really doesn't matter, right? But emotionally, when a relationship ends and you don't know why, it feels like a rejection. And rejection will eat you up if you let it. Rejection just triggers that innate desire to be liked, valued, cared about. And when we're rejected, we kind of feel a little insecure in the world. And that is often the core reason we will keep trying to fix a friendship that has ended or at least try to understand the why. Yet, the reality is that when a friendship ends, you've also probably entered a new season and have gradually been doing so for quite a while. Suddenly, one of you, though, realizes things have changed and chooses to end the friendship. But recognize that this was happening over a period of time. It wasn't one event. Little things that maybe were said that made you feel uncomfortable start happening more often. Now, at first, you think maybe it's just a bad time and they're going through something. But as it happens more often, recognize that the seasons are shifting and changing and the friendship might be becoming something different or ending altogether. This podcast is about you and how you can take care of yourself so that you can step into that fabulous next chapter that you so want. So I suggest rather than chase after that friend or that relationship, let it go. 
and I'm talking to myself here as much as I'm talking to you, accept that you are entering into a new season and then step back. This is a great suggestion, actually. I got so much out of it myself. Step back and look at that friend for a season through the lens of gratitude. What were the gifts of that relationship or friendship while it lasted? What did you learn by being in that relationship? How did that relationship change you? Gratitude releases you from the grip of regret. I even went through this exercise after my 23-year marriage ended, and it truly shifts your thoughts and feelings about that person and that relationship. When you can see and acknowledge the benefits of an ended relationship or friendship, we can move on, and you will actually feel the release in your body. Once you do that, release the friendships that are no longer in the season that you're in, you will be open to new friendships. Our next chapters are all about embracing something new. And often that means you need new friends, friends who are in the same space that you are or where you want to be. And you have to give yourself permission to let go of the old friends that you were so close to at one point in your life, but are no longer on the same path as you. Not every woman is interested in designing and living a fabulous next chapter. I wish that wasn't true, but it is. And you need to connect with like-minded women so that you are supported to up-level your own vision and your own actions and behaviors as you enter this new season. So friendships fade. That's a fact. And if it sounds awful to you, I'm suggesting that those friends probably feel the same way about you. They too are probably feeling they have less in common with you, that the two of you want less of the same things. So let's be flexible enough to let some of our former friendships fade away. But how to find those new friends? How to find other women who are also interested in creating fabulous next chapters? Well, it's certainly not as easy as it was when our kids were young or when we were single and maybe beginning our professional lives. And sometimes, if we're really lucky, friends for a reason become friends for a season and even lifelong friends. That's great. But it doesn't always happen. So if you're a woman of a certain age looking to make friends, it's not impossible, but it takes a whole lot more effort to find new friends. Honestly, I have to look at this almost like it's an experiment. Or (laughs) this introvert? wouldn't leave her apartment. So make a game out of it. Tell yourself, I'm going to show up at things or go to activities by myself and see if I can meet anyone interesting. Another idea might be that you try out reconnecting with someone you met a while ago and see if you have it, you two have anything in common. This friend finding process, which is actually quite similar to dating, 
is sort of like going fishing, (laughs) as I call it. Now, I'm not a fisherman, but my father was. And all I can remember is sitting in the boat, putting out multiple lines, and waiting to see if a fish would bite. It was laborious because very few fish were ever caught. Same for good friends. You are essentially fishing for friends. You are putting out multiple friend lines and going to see if there are any potential friends out there. There will be times when you wonder if you'll ever find new friends. I felt the same way sitting in the boat with my father. I was sure there wasn't one hungry fish in the entire lake. But sometimes friends show up in the least likely of places. In Paris, I assumed it would be the American expat group where I'd make really good friends. But my two best friends in Paris came from unlikely sources. One is a Brit who helped me decorate my apartment, and the other is a Parisian woman who owns a French couture lingerie house who I met over seven years ago when she made my very first couture bra. Now, both friendships started out as professional relationships, but as time went on, we began to share more of our lives and eventually became friends. Both women are smart, interesting, always pushing forward, and frankly, truly extraordinary women. I cherish both of them. They make me imagine a bigger dream. And we all need to be around people like that. Remember, we're the average of the five people we spend the most time with. So here are my top five tips for making friends, especially when you are at a certain age. You have to get uncomfortable. Push yourself to get off the sofa, get out of the house, go to things when you really don't feel like it. Like I said, if you're an introvert like me, this one is hard but you will never make a friend sitting in your home. Number two, figure out what activities you enjoy. Try out everything that looks interesting. In the process, you'll figure out what you like best and maybe even meet other people who enjoy the same activities. Welcome in different ages, men as well as women, different cultural backgrounds, mix it up. Be curious and make it fun. Number three. Remember, it's all in your head. What you think matters. And if you believe you'll never make new friends, you won't. Because we attract whatever it is that we believe. This reminds me of an interview that was with Anderson Cooper and his mother, Gloria Vanderbilt. Now, this was just a short time period before Gloria actually died. So she was well into her 80s. And Gloria said, quote, I know there's another new adventure for me just around the corner. What a beautiful way to look at the world. She was an amazing woman. Number four, be persistent. Don't give up. Like the fishing metaphor, one day in a boat doesn't make a fisherman. So be persistent and creative. One day or one week or even one month of not making a potential new friend does not determine whether or not you will ever make new friends at this season of your life. So keep on keeping on, as the British phrase, I think, goes. 
And last, remember, sometimes friends for a reason or friends for a season become lifelong friends. But be flexible enough to let go of friendships that no longer work so that you have the space and the energy for those new friends. I've enjoyed, truly enjoyed, ending our podcast with a quote I love. And the one for today, again, is not attributed to any author, but I thought it was so poignant for today's conversation. Here it is. A true friend accepts who you are, but also helps you become who you should be. Beautiful. Well, ladies, the Extraordinary Women podcast and magazine are all about supporting you. We are a new generation of women who are not going to quietly fade into our next chapters, but actually design a fabulous one, making sure it energizes us, gives us purpose and fulfillment, but also joy. A subscription to the Extraordinary Women magazine is free. So don't hesitate, don't procrastinate, don't say, I'll do that tomorrow. Hit that subscribe button now. Thank you for joining us today. And I look forward to our next Extraordinary Women podcast. Have a great week, and I'll see you soon. Abiento.